Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, uh, see you later, Bitcoin. <laughs> Google's got your number, literally. Mm. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Goodbye, encryption. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the game, folks. <laughs> so here's a... Um, well, should we? Is there anything housekeeping wise before we? No, I don't, I don't think so. But you should keep an eye on your mailbox. Oh, cool! I can I can guess what that might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, but it, that reminds me, though. Um, last night, I don't know where this came from, but Cooper was like, "Have you ever heard of D and D?" Or it was something. Or no, I'm conflating two stories. Like one story okay, was yeah. I, I had an email from someone on my list who was, I, I wrote an email about Lord of the Rings and he emailed back and said, have you ever heard of Lord of, the, uh, of Dungeons and Dragons? I was like, uh, kinda. <laughs> uh, but then Cooper, I, I might've mentioned that or said something about it out loud. And, and Cooper was like, Oh, I want to try D and D. And I'm like, say no more. Really? Mm-hmm. The fifth edition box set is the way to go. If you want to get started. Good to know. And so I'm torn between getting what is the latest and greatest versus what you played as a kid full nostalgia exactly i guess the question is how unfamiliar would the the fifth edition box set or whatever you called it how unfamiliar would it feel you will pick it up right away all right that's all i need to know um it's it's very streamlined from what you're probably used to playing it's got D has gone through several versions. Um, there was the the AD and D that we played like back in the eighties. Yeah, that's what I played. And nineties and early nineties, and um, then there was three that came out and three point five, and both of those were good. And then there was four, and that was terrible. And we will never speak of it again. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they did fifth edition, and fifth edition, I think they just really hit it out of the park. Awesome. Like like everything is streamlined, and it like very much keeps the the like the flavor of old school D and D with um, just some, some updated and very smooth mechanics that are similar enough to what you are used to, we're used to playing years ago that you'll, you'll pick it up in no time. Sweet. Perfect. That's all I need to know. I don't want to learn a new game. I want to, yeah. you know, so cool. And that's, that'll be a good thing to do while um, our world is crumbling around us because mm-hmm. Google apparently, uh, Correct the code, so to speak, on quantum computing. And yes. Yeah, and and I don't know. If, I mean, I think that it's normal. Like that's a normal thing that people know about, right? Like that quantum computing is like something that people work on. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I like. I sort of get the you know. I I know the headlines about. Or I know that like the sort of summary of quantum computing. It's like oh, instead of zero or one, it's like maybe zero and one yeah zero and one until you look at it or until it's accessed and like schrodinger's algorithm or something yeah but i don't i mean there's no connection between that and like massive speed like i don't understand that seems like it would be slower <laughs> frankly yeah i i know roughly what it is i have absolutely zero understanding of how it works hmm. so let's do an entire episode about it well yeah well here's the here's the thing like however it works they published a paper that was like, oh, figured it out, or, you know, <laughs> proof of concept. Mm-hmm. And 
and the the benchmark is the thing that I feel like is worth some wild speculation. So the benchmark yes. was that you know some you know some some benchmark computation that would have taken an IBM supercomputer. I think it was an IBM supercomputer. Uh, 10,000 like 10, years. 10,000 years? Okay. They finished couldn't it. I not remember if it was years or hours, but either it way, it's still 10, impressive. 10, I think it is years, yeah. Yeah. It, was gonna, it would take 10,000 years, or you could use this quantum computer and do it in 200 seconds. Mm-hmm. And when you get that, and then IBM, I guess, shot back and was like, well, that wasn't really a fair comparison. We, we, we could have actually done it in like 24 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's less of a splashy headline, but still, you take twenty four days and collapse it to, to two hundred seconds. Like think there's of a log. There's a joke in there somewhere about slow query logs, but <laughs> so I, I, I mean, the difference there is even if it's twenty four days, I mean, it's like thousands of times, tens of thousands of times faster. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and just think about like, I, it just reminds me of when I had a jelly iMac when I first started working at Staples, my one and only corporate job. And I was using, I was doing desktop design in Quark Express. And so I had, and I had to do some, some light image stuff like image filters and siloing images in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, Photoshop was really pushing the envelope of the hardware back then. And you would literally, you could accidentally click on a Gaussian blur. I don't know how to say that, but Gaussian blur filter on a, like a, a catalog cover. Yeah. And then just like, go make a sandwich. Oh yeah. Like 45 yeah. minutes later, it'd be halfway done. And, and the, the speed that we're used to now is so dramatically better that it's, but I remember going through the shift and like the way that you're like, oh, well, if there's no, you can, ex- it, it encourages experimentation because there's no penalty for trying something. Right. It was kind of like when undo became a, th- like undo wasn't always a thing, ladies and gentlemen, like when undo became a thing, you could, <laughs> you could do stuff with impunity and you allows you, it would allow you to like crash forward through you know, like a, a brain dump or some sort of writing thing or brainstorming thing or, you know, versioning at the versioning is the wrong word, but like, like trying different versions of a paragraph yeah. or something. You just, it didn't matter. You just like, do, 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 do. and yeah, um, like I, I do it all the time. I make, I make get branches like crazy, just testing out crazy ideas. Right. It's yeah, same concept. So as the speed and capacity and the other, other capabilities of computing increase, then it, it encourages a different kind of behavior and a lot more exploration, which is really a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So not only are you able to use the computer faster, you're able to learn it faster because you're experimenting and, and playing and, and, and just like getting your hands dirty with it. Yeah. It feel it does feel more like playful and less like um, mm-hmm. torture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because even though like, yeah, it's not like you're following some sort of step-by-step rubric of, okay, I do this then I do that then I do this. You can just get in there and experiment and, and learn that way. Yeah. It's not, it, it feels less like casting spells and like cross, like you never have to cross your fingers anymore, <laughs> you know, where before you would. Right. And when, you know, and think of how fast, how fast everything's gotten just in the last, say in the last, well, geez, I guess I have to say 20 years because, which isn't, I was going to say a short period of time, but 20 years seems like a long time now. 
but you know the whole like the whole concept of like real-time applications like real-time multi-user applications that was not a thing yeah and think of all the stuff that real-time is unlocked and i mean massively multiplayer online games and like facebook messenger like chat chat yeah, like like the um you know i started i work from home i've been doing it since 1998 the the difference in the tools that are available to to make that feasible now versus then like it's just astronomical like, it's astronomical yeah it's a different like it was it was very difficult to do back then because you had email mm-hmm. period and that was it irc irc maybe. maybe yeah but your clients weren't there yeah so yeah i mean it's just it's just i mean there's a million other things that have changed to make life better for developers and stuff like stack overflow and Git and, and Linux and all of those things. Yeah, sure. Uh, cloud computing, like all of that stuff is pretty awesome, but the just raw speed mm-hmm. and the, the ability to experiment because of that is it's kind of hard to overestimate the impact of that. Okay. So all of that said now, if you get a computer that's like, millions of times faster like if the thousand year or the ten thousand years thing is right the amount of things you can experiment with goes way up (laughs) it's i almost so my reaction to it was almost like ai would matter a lot less because we could just brute force everything Mm. you know like if you so the my first the first thing that occurred to me was like all of those claims that you know um private key encryption is essentially unbreakable because it would take too many years, years to crack to crack it, yeah. but it, those years, you know, like all of a sudden, those years like are like two hundred seconds. Turn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, to try every possible combination, um, it, and get back to me in five minutes, and like, oh, okay, yeah, we unlocked, you know, whatever state secrets or, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if if all of a sudden the the um, what would you call it? I guess it's a you call it a hurdle. Like so, the hurdle that was placed in front of you by encryption is suddenly, you know, now we've suddenly got like, you know, pole vaulters everywhere. It's like you just like these hurdles don't matter anymore. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. it's gone. Encryption's not unbreakable. It's just meant to be difficult enough to break that it takes so long that it's just prohibitive to do. Yeah, it's impractical to break. Yeah. So you know, so it's like all right. Now it's not impractical to break. So what do we lose if we don't have encryption anymore? Um, <laughs> everything. Yeah, like a lot of stuff. So blockchain doesn't make sense anymore mm-hmm. because that the whole the whole like concept of blockchain, like the original Bitcoin version. I don't know what the different branches or types are called, really, but just the blockchain concept was purposely uh, computationally intensive to prevent like runaway inflation, which is really right. smart. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. really smart, but it's, that, it was that by design. Right. But and in there is a limit to the maximum number of Bitcoins you can create, but the concept of using of trading computational power, which is kind of like labor. That's why they call it mining. Uh-huh. You have to do some work and the work is not free because it costs you electricity and it costs you time and, and computing power and heat and you know, all that stuff, all those things. Yeah. Right. So, so there's that, you know, carbon footprint, if you want to worry about that. So there's, there's all that stuff and it's like, okay, well that there's a cost. If you want to make a Bitcoin, you have to pay those real world costs. And I suppose it remains to be seen what kind of real world costs you'd have to pay to get a quantum computer 
working, but you know, you know how the trend goes. Even if the first one is the size of a house, it'll only take five years for it to be the size of, you know, fit in your pocket. Like fit in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So suddenly every, like every server on the internet is wide open. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been, I've been working the last few days. I'm like, okay, I have a whole bunch of like sensitive data that I need to transfer securely. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if everything can be decrypted that quickly, then, you know, all of that just goes out the window. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like, how how would... I mean, I guess there... <clears throat> I suppose the network could be a block... Like, would the network would be... So, if if, if some machine was going to... You know, if, if uh, Quanto... <laughs> Google's got Quanto over here trying to brute force, <laughs> you know, hack into, you know, my web server. You'd have to just restrict everything by... Um location where you're connecting from subnet masks and and virtual private clouds and and all of that you'd have to restrict access based on um your where and from which devices you're trying to access the network not from like an encryption layer Hmm. yeah i wonder what other i wonder what other sort of where other bottlenecks would show up because you can, you know, if you had access to it, so like the brute force thing works if you've got access to the device. So if you've got mm-hmm. some, well, let's see, what could you do? I guess you could kind of take an Apple approach, like with the iPhone, like you can't brute force a, uh, a uh, what's it called, an unlock code, really, because if you try it 10 times, then the phone locks. So right. it doesn't really matter how much compute power there is. Yeah. Yeah, you you could t- yeah you'd have to take that approach, I guess. But I wonder if that would become like a default, like like uh, a security thing on desktop computers, where like I don't know how. Geez, there's so many like attack vectors for a desktop machine or like a laptop that you've got physical access to. Mm-hmm. How would you like? What would you what would you even say? I don't know. This seems like it seems like way too slippery. It feels like. It almost like part of me just like going like, ah, oh, we'll just kind of go back to, well, you, you just got to trust, you're going to have to trust stuff, <laughs> which, which is kind of what I was, when you were saying like, um, machines that are on like a local, you know, mm-hmm. like, like from a certain place, it's almost like I felt like a village. It's like, okay, like only this village of computers can talk to each other. Right. Going back to like a land type of, you know, uh, you know, the inter- it's a network of networks. Well, like, yeah, like. Yeah, it would have to be. You'd go back to like a bunch of offline networks, so to speak, where you've got some sort of throttling. I mean, there's firewalls already do this. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just have like a computer. Oh, I don't know. It just feels like, like what, what? It, uh, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, like when TV first came out, like all the TV shows were basically like radio, but with a camera in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, until they figured out, like, oh, how could we use this thing in a new way? Right. No one's figured it out yet. Yeah. So the first... Figure, I have to f- the f- figure out the... Um, sorry, go ahead. Well, the, the first thing that happens is, like... I, so I just imagine, like, what's all this stuff that depended on computers being about this speed? And it was immediately, like, well, encryption. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, what are the what are the non-sort of hacker things? I'm trying to think of, like, some of the non-hacker things that you could do with a computer that could be like a million times faster than a regular computer research data analysis yeah 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 like it's almost like the stuff that people are creating ai for 
Mm-hmm. But stock trading. Yeah, but just brute force, like just just try everything. <laughs> right. Right. Like here's a bunch of data on cancer. Try everything. Try everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were chatting about before. I was like, well, if you like think of 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 like cancer as uh, a puzzle to solve and just be like f- just feed data into this thing and try everything like just like plug the like plug the computer into the internet on one side and like okay all that stuff just try that <laughs> every yeah. combination of that and you know create some i mean it's still de- depend on your your models and stuff uh but you could get all that yeah it's almost like the network becomes the the bottleneck at that point uh-huh what things are, what things are, I guess you start to get into like astronomy pretty quickly because that calculating stuff at that scale, like what's that SETI thing? Yeah, SETI. Um, there's a, there's an equivalent of SETI that is actually working on cancer research. It's mm. basically, it's the same, the same sort of concept as SETI, which is like a, a whole bunch of different computers chewing away at the data to, to analyze it. Um, that's actually working on cancer research. The name of it escapes me at the moment, but. Mm. Yeah, but that's so it's like is the that concept of parallel processing I wonder yeah, I wish I I wish I did know a little bit more technically about this. Like how would it even would it I wonder if it would even have a similar paradigm to the concept of like serial or parallel computing and like is it is it like a trillion cores? Is it equivalent of that that you could have like a I don't know. just a jillion threads spawning or is it more like is it more like a serial thing that's just so crazy fast? Well, here's a, here's a, I don't know. Here's a crazy thought too. If you want to really take advantage of the full computing power, do you also need an AI in conjunction with it? Like just to be able to like filter through the billions of possibilities that you can now compute. Right. Yeah. I don't, that's what, yeah, that's, I think that's where I was st- starting to, my brain was starting to dawn on it was starting to dawn on my brain that you'd need good models because how would you know, you know, when you've hit the success? Yeah. Well, how do you know what the success is? Like, you know, right. Like you need, cause that's what, this is the thing. And this is the argument that AI is not going to like suddenly, you know, enslave us mm-hmm. is that, you know, it's not, or that it's not going to suddenly cure cancer. It's not going to suddenly solve all these problems. It's like, well, all, like all the data you need is not digitized yet. So, <laughs> you know, there's still this thing where it needs to be digitized. Yeah. But it's just so hard to get your head. It's like, but it feels like everything's digitized. It really (laughs) does. So I wonder if you had like a massive computing power, if it would help with that. Like, like I'm thinking, um, it feels, this feels like, it feels like AI in the sense that it could have some of the same applications, but it just approaches them in a different way. So Mm -hmm. like, like, sort of image processing image recognition uh and being like like go through yeah i think you're right yeah i think you're right it needs an intern yeah it it does it needs an ai intern to say like okay you came up with these we we fed you a data set of 10 things and you came up with like a, a million possibilities now we need an ai to know which four of those we should look at right like just the computing power alone is not going to do it because all all that's gonna all that's gonna do is give you more data. <laughs> yeah, like an ex, like a giant, like a you know, infinite spreadsheet of possible mm-hmm. cures for cancer, or like 
<laughs> or like recipes for the most delicious thing ever or you know like the funniest the, joke the ever best invented brownie recipe in the world <laughs> yeah like yeah. a joke so funny you'll literally die laughing yeah no, yeah be- and, it, and it might be in there in their 10 million record result set but you're gonna need an ai to find mm-hmm. it yeah um but at the same time i can't help but think that computing power of that magnitude is going to make ai I don't know. I don't know if easier is the right word. More, um, more likely, more attainable. I don't know. Yeah, sir, maybe more applications of it. Because, like, mm-hmm. remember when? Remember when uh, the the news when? Oh uh, man, what was it? When that? When the? Was it Big Blue? Was that what it's called? The thing that beat the dude at Go? No, AlphaGo. It was AlphaGo. AlphaGo. Mm-hmm. And. And the the story was, well, we've had, you know, computers have been beating chess masters at chess for a long time, but those are just brute force. You can't brute force go. Well, yeah, now you can. <laughs> so do we need the AI? Yeah, I think we do. Because like you said, it's it's like something like go, even though it has a, uh, you know, something like the number of potential combinations of moves is something like all the atoms in the universe or something, <laughs> something yeah. cosmically large. Still, it's like, um, it's like, uh, it's hard to get your head around how fast this is compared to what we currently have. So like, maybe you could just brute force that, but it's got such a small, like the, the number of rules are small. It's just the resulting combination of possibilities is massive. Mm -hmm. So it's a very tight domain that perhaps could be brute force. So I guess looking for other tight domains would be the, you know, be, uh, good uh, potential applications of something like this. I'm sure yeah, there's a million. And, and like, I'm just sitting here trying to think of them, and I can't think of a whole lot off yeah, the top of my head. I'm sure the Pentagon is like rushing oh, yeah. over there. <laughs> Probably. Um, and yeah, yeah okay. I, I remember like a, a while back, we took a tour of the uh, Green Bank Telescope over in West Virginia, and they're like, yeah, we get something like, I don't know, like a the amount of data they were pulling in every day was like in the petabyte range. And it was just mm-hmm. like, and then it's like, obviously we don't, we, you know, we can't process it all. They're pulling, they're pulling in more data every day than they can process. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I, now I'm getting, now you just suck me into a, a spot where I'm sure a computer like this would be amazing, but it's not, uh, it's kind of like for entertainment reasons, I guess. Okay. But it's kind of based on my story about trying to run a blur on a big catalog cover. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things now that are um, like motion picture compositing that are really slow. Yeah. Take forever. Yeah. Like Decrease. People will spend hours rendering a YouTube video. Yeah. And it, t- and it just decreases the, um, you just can't experiment as much. Right, right. Like I used to, I used to play around with some 3D modeling years ago. And it, again, it was the kind of thing where you'd like, okay, here's my scene. I'm going to render it. I'll be back in two hours. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that happens to me just just recording a dumb YouTube video. It takes mm-hmm. like, if it's seven minutes long, it takes like 15 minutes to export. Right. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm so glad I bought this $3,000 laptop. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. So the, so, okay. So if we say, all right. Um, think of all the advances that we're getting in the video space. You've got, you've got, you know, just to jump to the punchline, imagine either a 180 or even a 360, uh, Mm, 4k movie. 
yeah. that you're trying to render special effects on. Oh, wow. Right? Like, that would be just, I mean, your computer would just, like, laugh at you and pu- right. disappear in a puff of smoke. Like, like give one of these quantum computers to ILM or Pixar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, between the Defense Department and, like, yeah, Pixar, you know where early orders are going to come from. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, right. So, that seems like the any kind of, like, massive number of calculations that needs to be done. And then the network is, is, so anything that's network, all of a sudden I think like, er, the network stuff is probably still kind of safe. I'm trying to think of a way that it would flood the network, but it doesn't really seem like a good application of it. It's the, it's more like stuff that would be happening, lo- math, it's just math. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think computing power is going to make it flood the network faster. I think your, your, um, your physical network interface there is your bottleneck. Yeah, right. Yeah, so if you think about like... The- Although... What? Although S S three or Route fifty three did get pretty heavily um, DDoSed yes. a couple of days ago, yeah, right. So yeah, I feel like uh, what's that like? That's like having that's like having a Ferrari that can go a million miles an hour, but it can only do it on roads, and there's <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of stuff in the way. So right, there's other cars. <laughs> yeah, right. So okay, like. Great, it can go that fast, but it can't go on roads, so it's not really useful for getting from point A to point B. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You put the tires on something, and it'll like, or you put it on a special track, and it can like gravitate or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh. So I'm wondering. Like, here's the other thing. Okay. Um, well, I guess they. So I guess what happened, like the actual story, and not the the dystopian future we're envisioning is that the deliverable, if you will, from this team, there's sort of some sort of research team, scientific research team of computer scientists who published a paper that announced that they they have a solution. Like, they, okay, okay here's how quantum computing could work. But they and say it's still years away. They say it's still years away, and they... they um, Why is it, it years away? Uh, <laughs> there was a really good analogy that escapes me. They had a really good analogy in the article. It was like, well, it's kind of okay. like when they announced... Um, well, I don't know. I mean, like AI or like machine learning is yeah, a good true. example, but there was a better example. It was a lot more concrete. But what I, what I was going to say was like, oh, well, what if Google's the only one that has these computers? Or like, what if, like, what happens when just one company has these? Mm-hmm. Um, is you get it, the, you'll have the same fear popping up around this that there is around AI. Right. And when we think back to you know, computers that are laughably lame now, but were the most powerful, powerful computers who used them, NASA, like the government, you know, some scientific research facilities. So probably places like, you know, research facilities would probably be like all over this. Mm -hmm. Why? Like I can imagine CERN having some like uh, desire to, you know, like, like, Oh, we split an atom. Uh, There's kind of a lot of data to process. Because yeah, it just shows how dumb I am. Like I don't even know. Like, what do you mean? Stick, let's let's plug one of these into the into the uh, the large hadron collider. Yeah, and do what? Like, <laughs> like okay, the the Earth didn't like didn't like disappear into like a golf ball sized black hole. Black yeah. hole. So I guess it worked. <laughs> like, what are you gonna? I don't know. I you know obviously they do experiments and it probably throws off a massive amount of data, but I can't even imagine what you would do with the data. It's just so I foreign. I think it's like you run the collider for five minutes and then you shut it down and spend five years analyzing the data. Yeah. 
But for what? Like, for what? Like, I don't know what they're analyzing it for. I imagine they are. I'm sure you're right. Curiosity. I guess. Knowledge for knowledge's sake. Yeah, Feynman. Uh, So, all right. So, we've got... So, we've gone back to fiat currency. We've got that. Okay. Um, We're going to have some totally sick VR movies. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Pixar's going to make some amazing VR movies. Yeah, imagine a quantum gaming rig. Talk about battle stations. We'll get some VR D and D. Yeah, I mean, if you ha- okay, so so real time calculations of like ballistic missiles and all that stuff, like like you put this if you put this in a whatever a fighter jet, that's going to be a pretty scary jet. <laughs> yeah. I was just listening to. Uh, I'm totally not into military stuff, but I was just listening to uh, sort of a UFO guy. Mm-hmm. Who was like, uh, you know, the who's like, uh, um, I want to say Air Force Colonel, might have been a captain, you know, whatever. Seemed like a seemed like a typical, well-respected, mid-level Air Force guy, mm-hmm. telling this story about seeing this unidentified flying object, which he was kind of like pretty blasé about. Actually, he's like, yeah, I saw yeah. it. It was really weird. I, you know, we don't have anything like it, but whatever. I just came back and reported it and. They said that, oh, they'd been tracking something weird on radar. Apparently, I'm the one that got eyes on it and a couple of other people, too. And and we told everybody about it and they goofed on us like, oh, UFO guys. And then uh, they just sort of nobody cared. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a while ago. But but the the, uh, reason I bring it up is that there's a whole bunch of uh, like cockpit. I want to say video. I guess it is video. I guess it is video now, yeah. It's not really camera footage. It's more like video of what the radar was seeing or like video of what the... the recordings of all the instrumental data. Exactly, yeah. And, and, you know, you got all kinds of... It's, it's, you know, the the jet can't be infinitely large. So you've got all kinds of Mm -hmm. constraints. It needs to be small. So they just like jam whatever they can jam into it and they, you know, they want it to be as fast as it can, but it's process. It's trying to process a lot of stuff in real time. There's like some pretty sophisticated stuff like tracking things and the cameras are, the, I say cameras, but there's all different kinds. It's like radars and uh, LIDAR, who knows? So all these different things. Mm-hmm. And there's, he had like a, you know, an acronym for everything. It was worse than a software developer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The military and NASA love their acronyms. Yeah, they do. So a- anyway, if this thing, if you could have something, even even like a little bit, if you could just sprinkle a little quantum into a jet, <laughs> I'm sure it would be totally incredible. Like, oh, self-driving, like self-flying planes, self-driving cars, like all those calculations. I'll bet you that's super labor intensive. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's why. It's, so it's like, it's like the AI feels like working smarter and this quantum computing feels like working harder. Working harder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like if you combine the two. Yeah, if you combine the two, holy mac. And I feel and I combining the two is inevitable. Maybe we'll finally get a better iPhone out of Maybe. it. <laughs> yeah, biometric. Yeah, biometrics another like if that feels like it's pretty calcu- uh, like calculation intensive. Mhm. What's another thing? Yeah, facial recognition. Yeah, going like blasting through videos looking for a face, a particular face. Yeah. That would be a combination of like image recognition and like just massive computing power, like speed. Speed to just, yeah, to go through the video, yeah. To go th- turn, chew through the data that is the video. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, like every CCTV, ca- you know, camera in the UK, like, okay, um, we're looking for this guy. So that's the AI's job. And then like the, the AI's- Torchwood. What? Torchwood. I mean, I remember that show, but I don't remember the, I don't get the reference. Oh, they were like all the time tapping into the CCTVs in oh. the UK and like looking up people and things. And then like, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a Batman episode where uh, a, a movie where he like turned on everyone's cell phone somehow? I don't know. There might've been. Yeah, you don't seem like a Batman movie type. No, not really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was like some... (laughs) I feel like the climax of (laughs) one of the Batman movies was like somehow Bruce Wayne turns on every cell phone in the city and like (laughs) hears the Joker's voice. And there's like, okay, triangulate on that one. (laughs) On that phone. (sighs) Anyway. But that would actually work. Like, you could actually catch the Joker with quantum yeah. computing. With quantum. Let's start calling it quantum. That'll be, like, the the thing that annoys all of the real geeks. Like, that's not what it's called. It's called quantum computing. We'll just, we'll just call it quantum. Yeah. All the business people are going to be like, we need some quantum. Can we get quantum on this? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not going to call it by its full, full name. <laughs> it's going to get buzzworded really quick. Yeah. We need someone with at least 10 years of demonstrated expertise in quantum. Quantum. But it's only been around for two. <laughs> it's quantum. quantum. You should travel in time. Yeah. AI, ML, quantum. <laughs> oh. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's the point at which I stop programming. I do wonder. Yeah, seriously. I do. It's like, it feels like. I think you agree, really. It feels like everything, the pace of change seems to be accelerating. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's like, maybe it's just like, I know Cooper doesn't feel like that. It's, I think it has everything to do with just being old. <laughs> it might. You've got something to compare it to. Right. Like, we used to have to wait for stuff when we were kids. Yeah. It was the worst. Like, I remember being bored. Like, like I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were bored and and we found other things to fill our time. Yeah, beating each other up. We would literally yeah. be like, "Hey, you want to go fight?" Yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, like, well, again, I'm I'm in Kentucky, so it was like, "Hey, you want to go play basketball?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know Kentucky was a big basketball state. Oh, Kentucky is a huge basketball state. I did not know that. Yeah. There you go. Basketball, horses, and bourbon. I knew the. I knew two and three. <laughs> Did not know one. Yep. Now we would literally go outside, either light stuff on fire, hit each other with sticks, or uh, just you know, like fall out of trees, like climb trees right, and fall right. out. Yeah, of them. yeah. My uncle had an apple orchard. We'd go outside and throw apples at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that was a normal thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and play D anD D. So, so then you know, the reason I brought it up is because like now, if it's if. Whether or not Cooper, you know, Cooper definitely doesn't feel like things are like, wow, things are changing so much more quickly than like when I was seven. You know? <laughs> right. Right. The change is not that fast yet. No, he doesn't feel the difference, but we sure do. I definitely mm-hmm. do. And it feels like something like this is just like gasoline on that fire. It feels like, yeah. you know, even if it's. It, it used to take 10 minutes to connect to the internet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have mail. Uh, no kidding. I always have mail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it feels like this, you know, even if it took five years, 
it just seems like it will conspire with all of the other <laughs> improvements. Yeah, I feel like I feel like AI and quantum are going to be best friends. Yeah, they're going to be BFFs. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because because AI. And then we're not going to have to lift a finger. <laughs> right. Because AI is not good at math. Like, it's really not. Like, when you think about it, when I'm, trying, I'm thinking back through, like, all of the headlines and, like, all the things I've mm-hmm. read about AI, it's not that it's that great at math. It's just, it's good at recognition or, like, um, mimicking. It's, like, it's good at mimicking. Like, it's trying mm-hmm. to mimic low-level human capabilities. And we're not good at math. <laughs> no, we're not. So that's just... Some of, a, some of us are worse than others. Yeah, so that's not even on the radar for AI. Real, like it doesn't. Seem, it doesn't. That doesn't seem like you never think. Like, I mean, she who will not be named can do like math for you. But I'm talking about like massively parallel computation. Mm-hmm. That's not really what AI is for. So if you it's not really what it's designed for, right? So if you combine the two, though, that seems like that seems like a a force multiplier, as they say. Mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of? So Kevin Kelly wrote a book a couple of years ago that's really good. Um, Not that his other books aren't, or if he, I don't even know if he even has other books, but he's a smart guy, interesting dude. Um, He's got a perspective. I think he was involved with with Wired in the early days. He's just got this like cutting edge perspective. I think he's a photographer Mm -hmm. originally, but uh, he wrote this book called The Inevitable. I'm pretty sure is the name of it. Okay. And he talks about all of these there's like 10 different chapters and like these 10 things are inevitable like barring world war three like this stuff's gonna happen complete complete meltdown of civilization which is not off the table but if that doesn't happen then this other stuff is gonna happen and one of the things he brings up is that um he talks about artificial intelligence he's like we don't even like as humans we don't even have a clear definition of what is intelligence so like, what is it? Like we have IQ tests, but that's not, mm-hmm. that's like wildly inaccurate. And it's like very domain specific and, you know, like what, what is intelligence? And he says, and he, he posits that there's a bunch of different kinds. There can be a bunch of different kinds of intelligence. And he listed off like, oh yeah, certainly tons of them. And, uh, and, and he, cause he was like, we're used to human intelligence. He's like, but that's no reason why there couldn't be other kinds. And, I bet you anything that if I went back and referenced that, like actually checked that chapter out, one of the things would be, you know, like being able to do a billion calculations in a microsecond, like that, that would be a <laughs> right. kind of intelligence. A I'm, kind of intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't sound wrong. It's just no. like a very hyper specific kind of intelligence. Like, yeah, you don't have social skills, but man, can you do math? So it makes me want to go back and like, it makes me like, it, yeah, it makes me want to go back and read that book again. It's probably like 10 years ahead of its time. Because there's some wacky stuff in there that like, that uh, I think it's about two years old. And there's stuff that has happened since then that is, he basically predicted. Like the or the beginnings of stuff that he's predicted. And who knows, okay. if, who knows if it's life imitating art or if he's like, you know, the... The future's already here. It's just unevenly distributed. He's in some. He's he's in a place where he's getting all of the most current stuff. So he might just be like, oh, I can just see all these trends, the beginning <laughs> right. of all these trends, because I'm in Silicon Valley or I'm I'm in contact with, you know, TED type people or whatever. 
so we can just see it. it might just be him being like oh i see all these trends and i'm just gonna like abstract them into this book but um i mean yeah i've seen several you know, at least a half a dozen start to come true and this is like you know whatever like like home delivery of basically everything and mm-hmm. drone like drone remember remember when amazon was like oh we're gonna start we're testing drone delivery and that was like laughable it seemed like it, it was like is it a, is it april fool's day <laughs> yeah that doesn't seem that yeah, weird to me like anymore taco drones yeah taco drones right that doesn't seem weird at all to me anymore no it doesn't i i wouldn't not at all be surprised if there was a drone delivering a package to me at some point in the not too distant future yeah you know, maybe it's not a little me, you know, like flying through the air drone, but I could certainly see right. like a autonomous like vehicle driving up. Yeah, or like or pod that drives up, or yeah, or you know, maybe not in a city or like. Well, I mean, your house, you, I could see drones landing at your place. Yeah, I could too. I mean, I've got a half acre of land. There's plenty of space for a drone to land. Yeah, just have like a little drone, like a helicopter, like a helipad, but just the size right. of a pizza box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't sound. Yeah, I weird know exactly anymore. where I'd put it. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's just gonna leave it there. <laughs> I I am, because no one else knows the layout of my house or yard. So whatever so I say doesn't point? matter. <laughs> right. Like, like, it, like right next to the well, or like, oh, we didn't get that one. You missed. No, it's like I'm gonna put it between the driveway of the house, like right in front, like maybe a few feet in front of the the um, the outside unit for the central AC, and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, and no. I'd I'd probably put it like right outside the back door. Right. Why not? Yeah. So, I wonder if. So then, the other big limiting thing to me is like power and battery and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. That's always the network we talked about earlier, but battery is like a big one. I wonder if I wonder if quantum computing would be able to. I wonder if yeah, feel that feels more like an AI thing than a math than a math thing. Like oh, try every. But if you got an AI, it's like all right, all right, AI. We're going to expose you to every compound we can think of that we can find mm-hmm. on planet Earth, and you figure out how to make a better battery. How to make a better battery. Get back to me. And by the way, here's a computer that's like. <laughs> 10,000 times faster yeah. than anything any ever invented. Use that. It might help. Like, do you, you can do have an answer in like an hour. <laughs> right. And right. it'll be like, here, like, here's your new battery and I did your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's your new battery and you're getting a refund. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I try I brute forced your your income taxes using all the tax code, yeah. And I found you the optimal set of deductions. Yeah, I brute forced your your banking password and I filed it with the IRS. <laughs> right. So oh, what's what does this remind me of? Now so now I'm thinking of the book Damon, which I read. I was thinking of the movie Sneakers. <laughs> I've never seen that actually. Is that that Robert Redford movie? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, isn't he? I I. I've never seen that. Is it like it's like one wow. of those '80s hacker movies, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It is strange that I have not. I'm seen amazed that. you've never seen it. It's strange. <laughs> it blows my mind. Yes, I think I've got my my night cut out for me now. Yeah, I'm sure it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Bound to be, bound to be. Um, but yeah, like that book was fun to read, but preposterous. Mm-hmm. 
because it's like no way like the tech for this does not exist and it's not about to exist but you know i read that in probably 2010 2010 yeah i was gonna say 2010 damn that's like almost a decade ago oh so boom so like if if quantum computing is a reality like is is just like a part of the internet plumbing or just like the computing Mm -hmm. landscape in five years that's five more years of improvements in machine learning and AI, which at some point is just going to start improving itself. <laughs> yeah. And then, and Google's like, Google's going to be on the cutting edge of it because they have the scientists that wrote this paper. I mean, I say have them. I don't think they're held captive. They're like not in a cell somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you never know. They might be. <laughs> they might be. They are now. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, Google's Google's got... If Google doesn't have the most data, I don't know who does. <laughs> right. So, I mean, even like Facebook's got a lot, but Google's got it all. Face- Facebook and Amazon probably probably Amazon, come close. Yeah. So the you know the the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Apple claims they have none of it. That's their differentiator. <laughs> no, it's all on your device. We don't look at your data. We just yeah, want you to buy chamfered edges. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that so they're so they're cutting edge in both of the work smart work hard areas, and then they look at it, obviously two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> <laughs> you got AI in my quantum. You got quantum like, on it's my like AI. Peanut butter jelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell me you remember the old the the old racist peanut butter cups. I yes, I do. Okay. I do. Yes. I was like, oh yes. man, that can't be a generation gap. Thing. No, I remember that. I remember that. Okay. So. You got quantum in my AI. You got quantum in my AI. <laughs> <laughs> you got AI in my quantum. <laughs> oh, I'm going to drink some more of this bourbon. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, so, like, obviously, just, like, this is the this is the dystopian future that Elon Musk is afraid of. Like, Google, get <laughs> right. it. Yeah, right. Like, you know... You Google know, and just Google. <laughs> right. That reminds me, like Zuckerberg just went to, uh, he just testified in front of Congress and he he made some really, made some really bold, not claim, but statement about um, their stance on fact-checking political ads and stuff. And it was like, oh, really? Yeah. And it was like, I was like, wow, man. <laughs> it was really, it was very un-corporate America. It was like very Silicon Valley, like like super opinionated super unapologetic and it's just like look we believe in democracy we're not censoring stuff kind of thing it was just like i don't even have an opinion i mean i haven't thought about it enough to know where i fall mm-hmm. on the issue but the anyway it might be something good to talk about but the the idea is the reason I, that it seems related to me is like there have been these kind of chicken little non-techie people running around being like the big four should be broken up and too much concentration of power and in these non-state actors. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm kind of starting to come around to that, that angle. I don't really, I don't think breaking them up is a solution. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's, I haven't really gave it that. I haven't given it that much thought. So it's kind of like, but wow, if you, if you throw some quantum on the AI, <laughs> that does yeah. seem like, I guess I'd rather have it be Google than Baidu, the Chinese Yeah, one. I guess so. I guess so. And I don't think politically, I think Google has less to fear than the social networks, like Facebook and Twitter. And 
In terms of regulations and breakup and stuff? In terms of stuff? regulations and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Facebook's the one in the, in the sites. Yeah. Everyone's, I think, all the, not to totally, totally start a different conversation, but to me, it feels like everyone's looking at Google as like, oh, they're super rich. Let's write some regulations and then sue the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. or fine them like crazy you know that basically gdpr was pointed at google and, and facebook and it was like you know let's just like get some money out of these guys because they're not paying taxes anywhere <laughs> so you know that's just sort of armchair quarterback opinion about it but yeah i, I don't google this is funny google seems kind of over not over like that's the wrong word. they don't seem um they seem like plumbing at this point like like they do, a utility yeah. just so so important but they're almost below the surface now they don't seem to have the um the social influence that facebook has or even twitter has like like google is not the google's platform google is not a platform for people that want to sway public opinion it's certainly not the way that twitter and and Facebook are not even close. Like it does. So when you talk about regulating for political reasons that are, I, I just feel like the social networks are going to be much more of a target. Right. Yeah. I mean, the amount of user generated content on Google is Mm -hmm. like, it just seems in my experience, I don't really know, but you know, there's some reviews and there's like some stuff in maps and like Google my business. And like, there's little things like that, but compared to, Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there, I'm talking about Google proper. Like YouTube is nothing yeah. but user-generated content, and that's right. And there's some wacky stuff going on there. Yeah, there is politically. But if we're just that's talking true. about like Google proper, yeah, I hadn't thought about YouTube, but yeah, yeah, YouTube. That's yeah, that's definitely in the mix, and that's in the conversation because it's so because that's what I mean. Like that Google proper seems so below the mm-hmm. radar because mm-hmm. Facebook and Facebook slash Instagram. And YouTube and Twitter are just so in your face. They're just constantly, you're constantly aware of it. Whereas, whereas, like you said, Google Prime and and Amazon are kind of just like they're the plumbing at this point. Yeah. And they're just kind of like hanging back and be like, do, 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 nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. We're slowly hoovering up all pieces of data about everything and not, not make, not being splashy. They don't feel splashy. Yeah, we're just just quietly collecting your data, <laughs> right? Yeah, there was a big there was a, a Google event recently uh, that you know Pixel Four is announced and like yeah, what are they called? There's some earbuds I can't remember. It's like might be worth talking about at some point. I watched I didn't watch the full keynote. I watched one of those sort of like Google you know Google hardware keynote in 15 minutes mm-hmm. and. You know, computational photography was a big one. It's like, yeah, okay. My picture's are already pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm try- I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. There's something, uh, but there was nothing. I, I didn't, I watched the whole thing and there was not one moment when I was like, oh, TRD fodder. Right. But it was, it felt more like they were mostly talking about the Pixel 4s, which is like face recognition unlock. Hmm. All right. Well. Okay. I think we've speculated until our speculators were dry. <laughs> My speculators dry. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have yeah. to put an explicit rating on this one. <laughs> For speculators? I don't know. It seems something. Something seems wrong with that. Anyway, it's probably <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the lateness of the hour speaking. 
could be. Yeah. Did I mention I'm on starting week 10 of my black belt training and I'm basically delirious no, all the time? No, you didn't. But I was thinking it should be close to, you're, yeah. you're, you're almost at the end. Three more weeks and then the test. Is it, is it um, driving home how old you are? Um, a little bit. I mean, I haven't been in this good shape since I was probably 35. Right. And I wasn't even in that great shape at 35. I was just like Younger. skinny. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, now I can like, I feel like a superhero compared to, you know, the last 10, 20 years, pretty much. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like stuff like my joints are just like, you know, some nights I can, you really feel it. Like when I'm warmed up and yeah. like in the class and stuff, it's like, geez, I can like do anything. But it takes like a good 10 minutes to, you know, <laughs> I feel like a diesel, an old diesel Mercedes. Like <laughs> right. once it's going, there's nothing stopping that thing, but. <laughs> takes a little while, take a to, while to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's not, honestly, that's, I've been thoroughly enjoying that part of it, but it's a, uh, it's a massive time commitment, which I was not prepared mm. for. And which means that I'm like, you know, it's like almost 1am recording the podcast. Cause that was like my free hour, right? you know, and get out of class. At like, it's just like a lot of classes. It's a lot of laundry. It's a lot of showers. It's <laughs> a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. So, just adds up like i was like oh i already do two classes a week this is just three classes a week it won't be that it's just an extra hour <laughs> wrong <laughs> do we have it's an I extra have, hour and then all these other things yeah i have homework like i have <laughs> they gave us a they gave us um like a 20 20 questions like what are they called uh essay questions like 20 oh. essay questions and uh that we have to like like right, I, I'm gonna have to write write a paper basically. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I gotta memorize like uh, to memorize like 150 names in order. Wow. Okay. Yeah. When was the last time you had to memorize something? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Like like high school. Like high school history class. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Even, I don't even think I had to do a lot of memorization of names and dates in like college history classes. Mm. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, it's not just the. Yeah, it's crazy. Although one of the questions, so I, I actually started working on them last night, <clears throat> and one of them was, and you got to realize, like most of the people in the class are like seventeen or younger. Seventeen, yeah. And they're like, one of the questions is, uh, list any martial arts books or you know books that you've read or movies that you've seen. <laughs> I was like, stand back, <laughs> here it comes. Yeah, it's like when I go to the eye doctor, they like list any past surgeries, I'm like, but there's only seven lines. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and so that was, I mean, it's fun to do. It's like, it's like the first the first book I wrote was torture because I didn't because I was trying to squeeze it in. Mm-hmm. It was thoroughly enjoyable or would have been thoroughly enjoyable if it was like something I could have done, like woke up in the morning and, and started writing at nine or 10, like, and then finished by two and did, but no, it had to happen from like midnight to 4am every night and then work the regular job. It's just like that. Like where all of this stuff would be thoroughly enjoyable instead of just kind of enjoyable. Right. If, uh, if, if I, I'm not sure I could have blocked out the schedule for it but i had no idea i was totally unprepared for how much time it's taking up so it's and i don't want to wish it over because it's, right. it is cool and it's really fun <clears throat> uh, but it would also be nice to have those 10 hours a week back those, ha- those hours back yeah <clears throat> yeah 
You got what? Two weeks left. Uh, week ten, eleven, tw- so three weeks of training, and then the test is a week long. Mm, okay. Getting close. Wow, a week lo- a week of testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, not a full week. It's like um, there's a written slash oral exam mm-hmm. one night, and there are there's like a three hour physical test two nights in a row, and then there's like a, there's like a thing that happens in the woods that i mean the whole thing is like mostly secret like i don't really know what happens okay Um, learn a handshake it's very it's very similar to like a hazing type of thing but without the (laughs) douchebaggery without the hazing yeah yeah but it's like that it's like it is like like an initiation initiation yes very much and there's like a lot of tradition to it and that's the hence the memorization like yeah uh, keeping the tradition alive and and they're really like there's all these it's funny too because they're against and this is actually kind of relevant to the show is that they're i'm like why didn't you guys just make videos of all these defenses and all these forms and then we could just like pour over them like they're like they're like no like we want we want it to be passed down from person to person it's not about learning it it's not only about learning it it's about the process of bonding with the people before you you know like this is a whole social like thing wax on it. wax off yeah big time like it wouldn't have been the same if if like daniel son was watching that on youtube and it's like oh i guess right. i need to go find some cars to wax it's just not the same thing and i can appreciate that but it does make it way harder <laughs> <laughs> the temptation to record videos of all this stuff is high yeah i can see that but actually i think i would enjoy the um that that approach because it I don't know. It, it adds something to the whole experience, I think. Absolutely. But it's inefficient as anything, which is <laughs> does not work with my schedule. That's the that's right. what I mean. Like, I can't, like, enjoy it as much as I would have if right. I wasn't you can't, thinking, You can't like, enjoy it. You can't enjoy it for the tradition and the meaning and the, the sort of deeper significance of it because you have to fit it in between all the other stuff you've got to get done because you're a functioning adult yeah so that's yeah that's part of it and i gotta say like i mean we can we i'll stop talking about this it's hard to stop talking but i will but the kid the high school kids are i I almost think they have it worse than me because their schedules 17 yeah junior year is yeah yeah one of them is a senior um, yeah two wait two of them are seniors and so they're like you know, and the juniors just had to do SATs. They've all got mm-hmm. these massive projects to do. They're all doing the two of them are doing college applications and dealing with all that stress. It's crazy. Like one, it's just like I can tell you, my senior hasn't had a moment of free time since school started. It's depressing. Like when I, I, I like when I talk to them, I'm like, I remember. So like it kind of. I mean, I remember being. I don't remember it like that. I mean, I remember I don't either. But I wasn't as involved in like all the bands as my kid is yeah and yeah. i wasn't doing dual credit high school and college courses not to brag or anything <laughs> yeah yeah no i get it like i i did yeah i wasn't i i hated high school i didn't do any extracurricular st- i mean i did some sports but nothing serious i did my work that was it. i did my sc- I, did, I i was the kid that did all the assignments and did all the homework but that was it. That was all I did. Mm. I, I didn't do any extracurricular anything. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just like I just like did all I basically all I remember from high school, outside of school, is like doing a bunch of math. Like math club. N- no, like math homework. Oh, yeah. I didn't. If I did any homework in high school, I don't remember it. 
like I didn't do homework. Like I would do, yeah. I had, I had, I wrote papers and did math. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, you're right. I had to work on a, pa- a paper once or twice. I think senior year, I had to do an architecture project senior year. This is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I'll stop yeah, there. This is, this is a great <laughs> this podcast. Is, um, this is getting like super after um, dark. How's your, how's your wine level? Wine level is empty, which means we're done. Yeah. My, my, um, <laughs> my glass of bourbon is empty. Uh, uh, I could try and tie it back by saying like technology. Now we're just, just over, over stimulated, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, we can leave it at that and talk about yeah. next time around. We already know what we're going to talk about next time. We do. We do know what we're going to talk about which next Which means time we can tease the next episode. Uh, about AI, speaking of AI, judging you whether or not you are fit. Qualified. Qualified. For the job for which you have applied. Yeah. Like, that seems like a pretty pretty slippery slope straight into like, you know what, <laughs> we'll just like do it. It's a super slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. You stay home. <laughs> it's a super slippery slope on so many levels. <laughs> That's really hard to say after this much alcohol. <laughs> Well, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for that and more next week on (laughs) Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next time. See you then. Bye. Bye.